0: yo 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 welcome back into another edition of jake's takes i'm your host jake masucci and today we got a special edition of the podcast i am going through the nfl we're about mid-season it is week 10 and um we're going to talk about each team in playoff contention just talk about like top seven, top eight. And um, yeah, I mean, we're going to discuss each team kind of what I see from them so far this year and kind of what to expect for the rest of the year. Uh, Just a little catch up on each team, kind of like a, we did a college football deep dive and kind of like our NFL deep dive. We haven't talked about NFL in a little bit and I decided to kind of Lock in on each team and talk about them with you guys. So sit back, relax, and I'm going to cue the music. All right. Welcome back into the podcast and I'm just going to get started. Let's talk about some NFL football. We haven't gotten into it for a little while, so I'm just going to go over like top AFC teams, top NFC teams, kind of like the playoff teams, and give you my opinion of each team, and kind of catch you up on what's going on. We're about halfway through the year. Um, a lot of teams have played about their 10th or 9th game, one of the two, depending on if there's been a buy yet. So I'm going to go down, starting with the AFC, and then we'll switch over to the NFC. Talk about each of these teams. So, AFC wise, we're gonna start with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're sitting in first place in the conference and in they're in the AFC West. So they're first there and they're at seven and two. The Chiefs have been interesting this year. We talked about it a lot on the show how the Chiefs are completely different than they were last year. This year they're much more of a defensive focused team. With one of the top five defenses, they're a sensational defense led by Chris Jones and a lot of young pieces along with it. I love Nick Bolden, their linebacker as well. And the Chiefs this year, they've really been playing good football. Um, past few games, they were able to beat the Dolphins in a twenty-one to fourteen really defensive grind like this game was in Germany and they really showed up for this game playing great defense and the past two weeks we haven't seen a great Patrick Mahomes they were on bye this week I'm recording this Sunday night um, so they didn't play this week but the last two games we haven't seen Mahomes play that great um, they've in total only scored like two touchdowns in the last two weeks and Travis Kelsey has struggled to get open the problem with this team is there's not many great receivers on the team Uh, we saw it a lot in that Detroit Lions game first game of the year where there was a lot of drops Kadarius Tony struggled to get catches you know things like that and we didn't see the Chiefs go after a big receiving weapon and before the trade deadline kind of I was kind of shocked about that a lot of people thought they'd go after like a guy like Devonte adams something crazy really just go all in on this year but they decided not to they brought back one of their guys that used to be on the team and mccall hardman But he's back, and he hasn't been great in that Broncos game. He was returning a punt, muffed the punt, and he had a couple drops as well. So he hasn't been too great there. A guy that's really actually been good for them in the receiving end is Rasheed Rice. He's been the the one to really step up kind of and kind of take on that number one receiving role. But if that's your number one receiver besides Kelsey, it's going to be very tough. And you can tell with Patrick Mahomes, there's a lot of stats to back it up. Like, he just doesn't have... Like, he's got a lot of time. I think the O-line's actually doing a pretty solid job, but the receivers are just struggling to get any separation. It's making it so difficult for the Chiefs offense to be, like, prolific and tough to stop. So, um, overall with the Chiefs, I think very good defense. A lot of questions on offense, but they do have the best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes. So, I do think this Chiefs team, I mean, they're sitting at 7-2 right now. So, like, a very dominant team in the AFC. and I do think this Chiefs team is, you know, you got to take them seriously. They're definitely a team to be reckoned with uh, going down the stretch and will definitely be near the top of the AFC when it's all said and done. Looking at number two, and this is the AFC North leader, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. I was very low on the Ravens, Um, kind of talking about them this year. I had them second in the division. I just wasn't sure with this Ravens team. There's a lot of questions about Lamar Jackson, you know, like, Will he be that guy? Will he be that guy that's able to lead them to places that they hadn't been in a long time? We haven't seen them. Like, they made the playoffs last year, but he he wasn't there. He didn't play, you know? So we haven't seen, like, a fully healthy Ravens team. I really like what their new offensive coordinator is doing. They're using Lamar a lot in the play-action pass game, and they're using his legs without using his legs, which I think is very interesting. What they're doing is they're having him – They'll have him still do these like read option type plays. But what he'll do is he'll run out of the pocket. And before running, he'll decide last second to throw it. And it makes it so difficult for a defense because Lamar is one of the most prolific runners in the game of football. So if he's able to throw those two, it just makes it so difficult to guard as a defense. So I really think they're using Lamar very well in that aspect. This week was not a great game for them. And they've had a couple of these where... I watched Lamar Jackson, and I'm like, this is why I didn't rank him in my top 10, because he's so frustrating, because he's got all the talent in the world. Sometimes he just doesn't put it all together. I think he's clearly a top 10 quarterback Like right now. He's playing unbelievable this year, and I put him in my top 10 when I redid it this year. But, um, I mean, this game was just not a great game for him. 223 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions through a late interception that really brought the Browns back. And he also had a fumble in this game. It just wasn't a great performance. This Browns defense is tough though. I mean, they're one of the, they're, they're a crazy defense and I'll talk about the Browns a little bit later, but, um, you know, looking at the Ravens, I their defense is unreal. They locked up the Lions and the Seahawks against them. One total touchdown in both of those games. And those are two of the most prolific offenses in football. So a lot of people were super high on the Ravens, talking them up, really like all over the Ravens, like this is the team. This team is super duper scary. You know, they're going to be... Really, really good. I really think it's going to come down to Lamar. If he can continue playing the way he's playing, they're going to be really tough to deal with in the playoffs. And I think overall, this Ravens team is an exciting team to watch. And I think they're very good. Giving them someone like Zay Flowers, a dynamic receiving weapon, has really helped Lamar stand out and made it a lot easier for him. Mark Andrews has also had a solid year with Odell Beckham Jr. playing solid as well. Uh Keaton Mitchell had a good game in this one. They're running back. They lost J.K. Dobbins for the season. Um, again, which is horrible for J.K. Dobbins. I hope he's I hope he's doing all right. But, you know, like with the Ravens, I think overall, they're a lot better than I expected. A lot better than I expected. Especially the defense. Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Queen, those guys are they're really tough defense. They they game plan well, and uh, credit to Mike McDonald, uh, former Michigan defensive coordinator. But you know, with the Ravens, I do think they're a very scary team come playoff time. But it's going to come down to Lamar's playing if he can continue playing the way he has been, um, despite this Browns performance this week. Uh, looking at the six and three teams, I'll just go through them relatively quickly. If I hadn't talked about them too much, I'll talk about them a little more, but the Jaguars here, Trevor Lawrence and them sitting at six and three, they actually lost today. They got smoked by the 49ers and we'll get to them in the NFC segment, but the Jaguars have been solid this year. They had a lot of games, out of country they played a lot of london games and were able to win most of those london games It kind of got them back on the right foot they started out the season one and two losing to the chiefs and losing to the texans and not looking great in a win against the colts either but then they were able to bounce back in those london games beating the falcons 23 to 7 and then beating the bills which i think was a huge rallying cry getting them back in the mode and they were able to get out some wins winning five straight games, which was awesome, and then they just ran into a really good 49ers team. It's just the truth. It's not a great matchup for them. Uh, Brock Purdy had a great game in this one, and the 49ers defense is just so dynamic, and when the run game's not working, and when you get down early, it's just very difficult to ask Lawrence to kind of carry you when that 49ers defense was coming off a bye, and they were like, we are going to go you know, um, I believe they were coming off a buy, but they were coming off a couple of bad performances. They were not coming off a buy, uh, coming off a couple of bad performances, uh, lost to the bangles the week before. And I think they were just dying for a comeback game and they really showed it in Jacksonville today, really just smoking them, um, out the window. So I think the Jaguars will take this and be like, okay, you know, we got to adjust. We'll be all right. So you know, tough performance there for the Jaguars, but overall it's been a very solid year. Travis Etienne has had a great year running the ball. One of the best fantasy backs when you look at uh, fantasy football. And then also like Kelvin Ridley's been solid, but the guy that's really been the main receiving option has been Christian Kirk. He's been fantastic this year. Josh Allen on the defensive end has been unbelievable. He's just a monster, dude. He's so much fun to watch. But overall, I think the Jaguars have been really good. Six and three sitting right now. And in the AFC South, though, you got the Texans who are absolutely scary, who that'll be the last team I talk about. But they're well, there there'll be a couple teams in that five and four mix I do wanna discuss. But like the Texans are scary. And then you got the Colts in that five and five. The AFC South is really interesting. And it was really weird to predict. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what happens in that especially with the Texans already beating the Jaguars this year I think that's a huge win and that second game is going to become really really important all right Miami Dolphins so Dolphins in that six and three as well they just came off the bye they lost to Kansas City and really with this team it's just been the speed the speed aspect Tyreek Hill Raheem Mostert, they had Devin A. Chain, who got hurt this year. He was the running back at Texas A&M the year before. He's a rookie this year. He's been sensational. Jalen Waddell, all four of those guys are four of the fastest people in the National Football League. And they've been really sensational this year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, they kind of took the league by storm. They beat the Chargers right away. They beat the Patriots right away. And then they started out 3-0 and by putting up 70 points against the Broncos. Only one other team had put up 70 points before. And then kind of kind of lost to, they played a, their first really real opponent, which was uh, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills smoked them 48-20. And then had a couple cupcakes. They beat the Panthers. And then playing the Eagles, losing to the Eagles, and then losing to the Chiefs. So a lot of people are like, oh, they're not great against... Uh, against, like, good teams, and I don't think that's a fair assessment yet. I don't think they've played enough good teams to really say that, and some people could say the Chargers are good, others can't, you know, like, they played a good game against the Lions today, but... You know, looking at it here, I think the Dolphins have been really good this year. Tua has been unreal. I, he should be a 100% an MVP candidate. He's played great this year, and I've always been a big Tua guy. I like him a lot. So overall, I think Tua has been awesome with this offense. This offense is so dynamic. Bradley Chubb on the defensive end has been sensational, and they got a couple defensive guys. Jalen Ramsey back from his torn ACL. They're a good defense over there. It's a very solid, like above average defense that can get the job done. Overall with the Dolphins, I'm very excited for them this year. I think they're going to have a very solid year. They're sitting on top of the AFC East right now. And, you know, that's going to end up being interesting with Buffalo. And then you got the Jets sitting over there. The Patriots have kind of fallen off in that AFC East. So it'll be interesting to see. The Dolphins were hard for me to predict because of Tua and the injury history. But I think with the Dolphins, I'm very excited to see how the speed and that aspect, and how they how they can adjust to good defenses, because their defenses seem to have been able to contain them at the moment. So I'm very interested to see if Mc, um, McDaniel can really like find ways to kind of. I mean, he's already found ways to use motion that we've never seen before. I'm interested to see if he can be even more creative and find ways that, you know, good defenses start to struggle with it as well. But overall with the Dolphins, I mean, I I was shocked that they were this good to start out. They were flowing early, and I think they'll definitely figure something out on this bye week that they're having right now. All right, Steelers sitting at 6-3. The Steelers had a good win today against the Green Bay Packers, um, it was like a 23-19 game. The Steelers are super weird. Uh, they have a negative point differential and are still sitting at 6-3. and three. They're not a great team, but the fact of the matter is, is Mike Tomlin knows how to win games. It's just the truth. It's the truth. Um, they had a... I mean, they had a couple games where they just got smoked. Texans smoked them 30 to 6. The 49ers smoked them 30 to 7. And then they had some close wins that were just so impressive. Close win against the Browns, 26 22, second game of the season. 23 18 against the Raiders. 17 to 10 against the Ravens. And then today's game, 23 to 19 as well. I mean, just some close wins. And They just know how to win these close games. It makes no sense to me. Kenny Pickett has not had a good year. I was all in on the Pickett train. I was all in on the Steelers team, and this is not what I expected. I expected them to actually look good doing it, but they haven't. Deontay Johnson's come back from injury and been really good on the receiving end. He just had his first bad game today. George Pickens started to wake up in this game. He hasn't been great all year, but he's a very solid receiver over there. And Najee Harris is starting to pick it up a little bit. They're using Najee and Jalen Warren both very well, I think, and are starting to figure it out a little bit. Jalen Warren's been a little more consistent than Najee Harris has, but Najee had some pop when he was running today. So I still believe in Najee, and we'll see. I mean, the Steelers have struggled to find running gaps, but if they're able to get the run game going, they're so hard to beat. Just the truth. But the story with the Steelers is the defense. The defense is just sensational. T.J. Watt is unbelievable. Devin Bush on that side is great. And then, I mean, the corners, man. Like, the secondary is unbelievable. They just create turnovers at such a high rate, and it's just a difficult team to go against. So, Steelers are definitely interesting just because that defense if they can stay healthy on the defensive end, they're definitely going to be in the conversation. I don't think that they can win a first round game cuz I don't think they have enough offense. I just don't trust Kenny Pickett. I don't trust that if they need to drive that he can do it even though he has done it a few times this year. With the Steelers, I expected them to be winning. I expected way more from the offense. So I need to see a lot more from the offense before I'm saying they're moving on into the second round. All right, Cleveland Browns. So the Browns are sitting at 6-3, and three, and they're right there with the Steelers, both of them in second place in the AFC North. Yep, AFC North. And uh, the Browns' defense is unreal. Unreal. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I just mentioned it briefly. But Miles Garrett, he is it's a real argument between him, he, he and Micah Parsons for the most prolific pass rusher, like the best one. They're just both so good. But Miles Garrett is just unbelievable, man. And in this Ravens game today, it was unbelievable full display. The Browns defense just makes it so tough for anybody to get into their offense. And that's why I don't blame Lamar too much for this performance today, because the Browns defense is so tough. He's in such a tough division with such good defenses because Lou Almarumo, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Bengals, is the best with defensive adjustments. The Bengals don't have the best personnel, but they have the best, I think, defensive coordinator like out of uh in the division, and then you got Jim Schwartz, who's probably I he's probably the best defense coordinator. Lou Almarumo is best with adjustments, but Jim Schwartz is just unbelievable with this Browns defense. And then you got the Ravens defense, which is flat out crazy as well. And you got the Steelers defense, which is just unbelievable and keeps them in games. So this. Division with defenses is just ridiculous, flat-out ridiculous. And the Browns are no exception, just unbelievable defense. It really brought them back into this game against the Ravens, and uh, we're able to get it done. Deshaun Watson is looking very meh throughout the whole year. Um, I didn't think he played the worst game in the world in this one. Uh, Amari Cooper has been fantastic, and he was able to get Elijah Moore involved in the receiving end horrible that they lost Nick Chubb so early in the season and the injury was awful it was flat out awful but uh their running game has still been pretty good Jerome Ford and uh Kareem Hunt as a mix in the backfield over there but with the Browns man they've they they just got out wins it's the truth and um you know I'm really impressed with that stuff I'm more I'm really impressed with Jim Schwartz and what he's done with the defense um I mean I am a little worried about Stefanski in uh close games he he does make some mistakes at moments. Today I mean I thought today was great. He coached a great game and they were able to come back and get the win over there. Um I'm excited. I'm excited with uh the Browns to see them in an actual playoff game to see if Deshaun can really make a play, make something happen over there and if they can continue to get these running game get this running game going. With the Browns, man, I think it's really going to come down to getting the run game going, Deshaun not trying to do too much, Amari Cooper being that guy where he's getting open, helping uh, Deshaun Watson make plays and doing stuff in that nature. And then I also think it's just going to be that defense continuing to be the most consistent unit in the league. So with the Browns, I'm more excited to see them in that action, because it's definitely a different Browns team than we're accustomed to, because it's a much better defense than they had, than that team with Baker and all that. It was a great defense, but I think this defense is better, and I mean, we'll see if Deshaun's better playmaking quarterback than Baker was, and that's what they're betting on, that's why they paid him that much money, so we'll see if Deshaun can do that for them. The Houston Texans, let's talk about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is unbelievable, and the way he's playing is absolutely ridiculous. I was not sure that he could keep this up, but boy, oh boy, did he keep it up. A huge win against the Cincinnati Bengals team that I'll kind of just mix these two together. Like, but The Texans are just playing at a ridiculous level, absolutely ridiculous level. C.J. Stroud had four hundred and seventy five yards and five touchdowns the week before. And then this week he goes for three hundred yards against a really good Bengals defense. Um I I would bend more on the fact on Lou Lou Amarumo and his adjustments. But CJ Stroud went for 356 on him with a touchdown, a pick. He fumbled the ball twice, but it is what it is. Devin Singletary had a great running game in this one. But CJ Stroud's throwing to everyone. It's like This team doesn't have great weapons. It came into the year, and we were like, there's not many great weapons on this team. But Tank Dell looks unbelievable with CJ Stroud. Noah Brown has had a fantastic year as a receiver number three. Uh, John Mechie has been solid this year. And uh, they didn't even have... I'm forgetting his name. Let me pull him up. They didn't have one of their receivers today. And, uh, you know, it's it's really crazy what the Texans are doing. I mean, Dalton Schultz is the tight end over there. He's been sensational. And Nico Collins is the other one I'm missing. But overall, like the Texans just have been a surprise, a complete surprise to the whole NFL. I was higher on them because I liked their defense. Um, I liked a lot of the stuff that they were building on the defensive end. I wasn't sure if the offense was going to be able to, you know, like, keep up but the offense has kept up fine and it's really the defense that we should be a little like concerned about each game because like they can play really well they just allow a lot of points and they're young uh there's a lot of young pieces on that defense with Stingley and uh Will Anderson and all those guys but i really think that defense over there is definitely it's got a bright future and it's definitely going to figure something out but CJ Stroud is unbelievable it's i mean he just makes all the right reads. It's the truth. He's thrown two interceptions this year, and he's just been unbelievable with his decision-making time after time after time. And it's back-to-back games where he's like game-winning drives. That's just flat out insane to me that a rookie's able to do that. CJ Stroud, I got to give him his flowers. I had him as my number two quarterback, which probably should have had him number one. I don't know why people including me, just get it wrong all the time. Uh, NFL draft is hard, dude. It's hard. And that's what we're clearly seeing over here. Stroud is showing us that he is that guy. So I'm very impressed with what he's done so far. Cincinnati Bengals are going to be, I got the Bengals and then the Bills, and then we're going to move on to the NFC. But, uh, the Bengals, 5-4, and four, they started getting hot recently. They lost to the Texans, but before that, they had won four straight games and really turned it on in that Cardinals game, winning 34-20, and then – Really, Joe Burrow just got healthy. He clearly got healthy. They were able to gut out a win against the Seahawks, and then he had a bye to recover, and he looked fantastic against the 49ers. Really tore them apart. Looked like the old the Joe Burrow of old. And then uh, they were able to beat the Bills, and he looked great again. Really doing great stuff. And then the Texans defense kind of got to him in this game. Joe Burrow threw two interceptions, I believe. Let me, yep. Two interceptions, two touchdowns, 347 still, but he really only had Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd in this game. No T. Hagans, which really can be killer. T. Hagans hasn't had a great year. He's had a lot of drops, but um, T. Hagans is just a presence, man. He's a flat out presence. And, you know, Jamar Chase has started to pick it up as Joe Burrow started to pick it up again. He was dealing with that calf injury. We talked about it a little bit. Um, and then like Trent, Trent Irwin's had a solid year. Tyler Boyd has stepped up in that role because, um, Burrow has gone to him and Boyd's actually had some solid games. It's been one of his better years in a while. The defense has been on and off, very on and off. Um, they had a very good games i think uh the past 3 weeks and i think this cj stroud offense like they, there's something just clicking with this offense. Like they're they're getting open downfield all the time. It just didn't seem like the coverage was there for the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals are going to figure out. They're going to figure it out. They got some big games coming up. They got the Ravens on Thursday night football next week, and then they got the Steelers. And they started out the year they lost to the Browns, lost to the Ravens. So these are going to be some big games for the Bengals. They got a tough schedule. But if they're able, if they want to get back into that playoff mix, they got to win these games and it's going to be crazy going into it. But right now they're sitting at last in the division and they're a game over 500. So if you're the Bengals, you got to keep competing. You got to keep fighting. And I think they're they're going to be fine. I think they're a very good team still. Buffalo sitting at five and four as well, and they're uh, second in their division, but they had to buy this or no, no, they play, they play Monday night, Monday night. Yeah. They're playing the Broncos. So, you know, last week lost to the Bengals and with this team, I got to give credit to Josh Allen because I really don't think he has much help. It's more Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and they lost a lot on defense. They lost Matt Milano. They lost a lot of uh, Tradavius white, you know, like guys that are just so vital for them. And, I mean after this Broncos game they kind of have a gauntlet coming up. I mean they play the Jets and the Jets you know they're weird. Uh that's a home game they should win that game but then they play at Eagles at Chiefs home against the Cowboys at Chargers. All those games are tough and then you end the season with at Dolphins. So all those games are really tough. So these are these two next two games with the Broncos and the Jets are going to be very vital wins for the Bills in order for them to get into those playoffs because it's a tough schedule. And it's definitely going to be interesting. They kind of were kicking themselves in the foot with their start. They had a couple rough losses. The Jets in the first game, the tough loss, 22 to 16. And then the Jaguars in London, that was a tough loss too. They controlled most of that game, didn't end up winning. The Patriots at the Patriots, that's a really tough loss. Patriots are now two and eight, you know, not a great team. And then the Bengals last week, Bengals last week, you know, like is what it is, but With the Bills, man, I really think Josh Allen's going to have to carry this team. And I talked about it week one. Like, we don't know if we want Josh Allen to do that. It's a lot to ask for anybody. So if I'm the Bills, you know, like, you got to keep riding Josh Allen. And, I mean, I would have been more aggressive at the trade deadline to try to go after things to try to help him out. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this Bills team has enough on defense in order to compete and make it far in the playoffs. And, you know, like we'll see coming up. I am interested to see this Broncos game. The Broncos have been playing a little better as of late with that win against the Chiefs. But, um, you know, we'll see. I'm excited to see the Bills and especially in this uh, this little stretch that they got going. It's definitely going to be difficult and we'll see what they're truly made of when we get there. Hello, hello. This is Giovanni Mosheri. You may have heard me a couple times on Jake's Takes. I am the sports media director of Oakland University's campus radio station, WXOU, and I've been the host for about two years of a weekly sports show called The Jomo Show, where we cover all of Oakland University athletics, including a weekly update on scores and highlights, as well as interviews with athletes or those otherwise involved in athletics. You can listen to The Jomo Show live on WXOU Thursdays at 6, or you can tune in to me afterwards on Spotify. It's The Jomo Show. All right, let's get to the NFC. We're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are sitting at 8-1, and one, and they've been impressive this year. Very impressive. Um, they had a big win the week before. Uh, they're on bye this week, but they had a big win against the Cowboys, 28-23. to It really showed up. They were, they were balling out. Um, very close win in this one. Jalen Hurts has been very iffy, like on and off as of late this year. Uh, this game, he had 207, two touchdowns, and looked solid. Um, they, they've they been running the run game a little bit. Hurts uh, has been running the ball pretty well, and then DeAndre Swift's been pretty solid throughout the year. But the real story with the Eagles this year has been A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has looked like one of the best receivers in football. Him and Tyree Kill have been so dominant throughout the whole year. A.J. Brown's just been unbelievable, and he's just, He's a guy, man. Like he's so tough. Uh the Eagles won loss this year. I gotta touch on it a little bit. That was very scary in if if you picked Philly to win the Super Bowl, something like that. Like a loss like that is something you do not want to see against the Jets. The Jets, um, they were my Super Bowl pick. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. I, I thought Aaron Rodgers would be healthy. Um, but this loss was just absolutely killer. You saw Hertz just absolutely fall apart with the three interceptions. But I really think that was like a rallying cry for them. And their defense has just been monstrous throughout these last couple of weeks. The commanders were able to move the ball on them, which actually kind of shocked me. Sam Howell has actually played really, really well throughout the year this year. Um but on the defensive end, Jalen Carter has just been sensational. He looks like one of the best D tackles in football. And I'm so sad the Lions didn't draft him, but it is what it is. It is what it is. He was my guy, man. He is so good. He was number two on my draft board. I loved him and I get it with all the stuff going on with him uh, off the field and blah, blah, blah. It's just tough to pick him in that situation, but he is a guy, man. That guy is sensational at football. And then, um, you know, like there's, there's just so much on, on this defense. That's scary. Darius slay, um, you know, like pieces like that just makes the defense so tough to score on. And, um, I I do think like it's not as dominant as it was last year. It's more the offense with the offensive line and things of that nature for Jalen hurts to kind of play with and do all that stuff. Because like Devontae Smith hasn't had a great year, but it just hasn't mattered because hurts has way more time than before. And he's been able to hit, uh, AJ Brown down the field. And it's just been, it's been difficult. It's been difficult for defenses to game plan for and to stop. So, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm the Eagles, you're still dominant. They're still clearly the best team in the NFC to me. And, uh, you know, like they're definitely the juggernaut for sure in the NFC. Number two, sitting that number two is the Detroit Lions. And we got to talk about them a little bit. They had a big win today against the LA Chargers, 41 to 38. And this offense is awesome. This offense is flat out awesome. They have unleashed Jameer Gibbs these past few weeks and it has been awesome to see. He's looked great. The burst that he runs with, dude, is unreal. I was not, I didn't like the Gibbs pick right away. And I said it on the podcast right away that these rookies have to be impactful now. And guess what? They're being super impactful. Super impactful. Sam Laporta has been great this year. Gibbs has been starting to get really really good and i mean like even campbell on the other end has been sensational you know like he's had a couple plays where it's just been you know he's been all over the place and brian branch man he's just awesome he's awesome he just creates so much havoc on the defensive end they did not have a great defensive game today uh justin herbert is justin herbert the man is just unreal and uh, i don't know what's going on with the chargers Uh, they should talk about firing staley but you know, I don't I don't think they're going to do it. Um, You know, just talking about the Lions, though, like I expected them to be at the top of the NFC North and I expected us to win it. I did not expect us to start seven and two. I just didn't. Um, One thing that does worry me a little bit is that Ravens game. I mean, we got absolutely smoked and I think it just shows you that, like, if we run into a scary defensive line, then it, it could be troubles for us. Like, especially with the 49ers now stacking on that defensive line, I think the 49ers could be a little bit of an issue for us in the NFC playoffs. I also think that Eagles defensive line could be a little scary with Jalen Carter and those boys. But um, we're just lucky that we don't have to play in the AFC North. I mean, with those defenses over there, like the Ravens, the Steelers, I talked about it earlier, like those defenses are just sensational. But um, we don't have to play over there. And I do think we're going to be able to dominate the NFC North. Our schedule coming up isn't the hardest thing in the world. Uh, I think the Cowboys is probably going to be our biggest game later. Uh, We do play at New Orleans, which is also a big game as well. But, you know, like looking at the schedule, I do think the Lions definitely have a good chance to do something. Uh, the Vikings are going to be the team competing with us in the NFC North. Now that they got a guy like Josh Jobs and looking a lot better, which we might talk about them later, but, uh, you know, if you're a Lions fan, you should be 100% super excited with what they're doing right now. Uh, Jared Goff has played great th- throughout the year. Amon Ross St. Brown has looked fantastic on the receiving end. I talked about Laporta. I talked about Gibbs. I talked about those impactful rookies. David Montgomery has been sensational. Penny Sewell looks like one of the best linemen in football. And the O-line has just been great flat out great. so if you're a lions fan you should be 100% happy with what's going on i do think that um running into a physical defensive line could be a little scary for us and uh and a team like seattle that just knows how to score and could just score and you know keep it close with us but um you know overall like if you're looking at the lions we're in a nfc that's not the strongest at the top. So overall I do think we're gonna be we're we're gonna be right up there. They're easily, I think right now you got to put Eagles, 49ers, Lions. I think that's just what you gotta do. And I think they're one of the scariest teams in the NFC. So that leads to number three right now and that's the San Francisco 49ers. So I talked about them a little bit uh with that Jacksonville domination that they had today 34 to three. Brock Purdy has been on and off throughout the year. Uh, I mean, he's had a couple games where he struggled. They had that three-game little losing skit that had been happening. And then they had their buy and they figured some stuff out. It seems Debo Samuel got healthy. Trent Williams on the left tackle got healthy. I think that's a big get for them. When he's in the lineup, their offensive line just looks so much better. And today it looked so much better. McCaffrey was able to become more explosive and was able to create some plays. Debo Samuel had a nice reverse touchdown today. You know, like, With him in the lineup, they just look so much better offensively. It's so much more fluid. And their defense is so dominant. Nick Bosa on that side is just unreal. They added Chase Young to the defense, which just is so scary to me. So scary. And uh, they just got so many pieces over there. It's a a really scary defense. Uh, Fred Warner is probably the best linebacker in football. And gosh, the 49ers, man, they're awesome. They're flat-out awesome looking at their schedule they do play the eagles later this year in Philadelphia and then they got two Seattle games so and they play the ravens wow i'm looking at the schedule and i'm kind of pumped to see some 49ers football in the in the future like they're going to have some games where we're going to see if brock can really step up and be that guy it's definitely going to rely upon brock that's just the truth like in that playoff game he got injured and they fell apart and we weren't sure You know, like Brock stepped up in those games where they won the playoff games that they needed to. He stepped up and made the plays necessary in order to win win those games. So that's what he's going to have to do for this year as well. And we, but last year in Philadelphia he couldn't do that because he got injured way too quickly. And, you know, like we don't blame him for that. He got injured right away and the Eagles just ran away with the game. So, you know, we're going to have to see Brock in those moments. This is the first time this year, earlier this year that we saw Brock kind of hinder and like fall apart. It was actually his first losses in the regular season, started with that Browns game leading into the Vikings game and then going into the Cincinnati game. So, you know, I think Brock's going to adjust. I think he's going to get better. And, um, I think the 49ers are going to be fine. They're still a very scary team in the NFC. All right, Seattle. Let's talk about Seattle. So they're sitting at 6-3, and three and they got a good win today uh, against the Commanders, kind of snuck out of there in a 29-26 game. Gino has been very on and off to me, very on and off. Um, He had a very solid game in this one, 31 for 47, 369, two touchdowns, and was able to hit Tyler Lockett down the field. If he's able to get DK and Lockett involved, he's not as bad. I don't think he's as bad, but throughout the year, it's just been a struggle for him. Tyler Lockett's been very off throughout the year. If you're a fantasy owner of him, he's always been super inconsistent. But he's just been off to me in this year, and DK has been like weird this year too. Geno's just had games where he's just completely folded, like the Ravens game the week before, dude, thirty-seven to three. It's the same thing that happened to the Lions, man. They got absolutely shut out, and uh, even that Browns game the week before, man, like the Browns, the Browns got to him, like. Gino just didn't look his greatest. And the same with the Cincinnati game earlier in October, it was October 15th. They lost 17 to 13. Like it's just been on and off for Gino where he hasn't looked great. I think this commander's game was the first time in a while. I saw him look great, but, um, Again, they got a similar schedule to the 49ers where they play the Cowboys, they play the Eagles, and then they play the 49ers twice. So we're going to see what Seattle's made of in these next few games. And we saw them outscore Detroit and have an absolutely huge overtime win against Detroit. So, you know, they have that win in their back pocket. And I do think the Browns win is very impressive as well. I just think they're going to have to continue showing me like who's boss. I think Kenneth Walker's had a very solid year for them. He started to be off a little bit ever since I traded him at fantasy football. That's the reason. But um, he, yeah, he started to be off just a little bit. But I do think he's going to figure it out. I think he's one of the more talented running backs in the NFL. And then um, looking at the defensive end, they've been on and off there. It's been a little weird. Uh, you know, like there's been some dominant performances on them. But they've also had some games where they've really stepped up. So, you know, like I'm not making a... I'm not saying like they're a bad defense, or I'm not saying they're a good defense. I think it's a very average defense with a Tariq Wollen. They have Bobby Wagner back, which I think is really cool. I think it's a very average defense. Nothing crazy special, but uh, I mean, Witherspoon's had a great year. He's had a great year. This rookie class has been awesome for uh, top 10 rookies, you know, even some rookies uh, in the later rounds. So looking at Seattle... I do think they're a very solid team that should be taken seriously in the NFC. And they're sitting tied with the 49ers. So that right there is something for itself. And I do think they're a scary team when we're going into playoff time. All right, Dallas sitting at number five. So let's talk about Dallas. Uh, and these are wild card teams as well. The NFC South uh, leader is five and five. So we'll get to them and we'll get to the second place team in that one as well. But, um, so Dallas in that 6-3, and, and they've started to figure something out with C.D. Lamb. And it's, it's been the last three games. C.D. Lamb absolutely went off against the Rams. And ever since then, they've been feeding him, absolutely feeding him. And I think it's working because it's allowed Brenda Cooks to also get open. I really think they're figuring something out with that passing game. And Dak's looking a lot better, a lot better. Uh, people were giving him... Um, some criticism for not being able to finish out the Eagles game. But I think he played a really solid game against the Eagles. I think he played a really solid game against the Giants. And I think he played a really good game against the Rams. I think they definitely figured something out on the offensive end. And I mean, we'll see. Like They got a couple games where we can definitely see them have some offensive explosions. And then they got some tough games, some really tough games. They're going to play the Panthers at the Panthers, and I think you could see an offensive explosion again, just like we saw with the Giants. They beat the Giants 49-17 to today. They got the Panthers, then they got the Commanders, and then they play Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. That's five straight games where it's, going to be absolutely grueling and tough. And if you're looking at the at the Cowboys this year, Dax had a solid year. I think these three games have been his best three games but um, they've, they've kind of had to come like their run game hasn't been as dominant as it was to start the year. Tony Pollard started the year really, really strong and it's kind of fallen apart. He hasn't been as great in the run game and their O-line starting to struggle. I do think this O-line is kind of overrated. I think Dak has been underrated in his performances. It makes his O-line look a little bit better, but, um, You know, looking at the offense, like Brandon Cooks is starting to come alive, which I think is really helping them. And then uh, you got a guy like Jake Ferguson as the tight end, who's actually been very, very solid for them. And, you know, like, if you're the Cowboys on that offensive end, I think they're getting a lot better there and defensively. It's still a very scary defense. They lost Travion Diggs early this year um, to an injury in practice, which was a killer loss. It was a killer loss. Like right away, you saw it happen. Their defense was absolutely dominating. And then they played the Cardinals and just didn't look the same. in that week three game and lost to the Cardinals. And it kind of, kind of, put a rut in their season a little bit and you know since then they've recovered well they're doing some stuff well. Micah Parsons still looks like one of the most dominant defensive players in football and he's just a problem man absolute problem but if I'm the Cowboys man like you gotta you gotta just keep going their defense is still dominant it's still a tough defense to play and it's going to continue to be that way but I think overall it's gonna be about Dak continuing to play the way he's been playing and then uh continuing to get C D Lamb involved. I think since they've gotten C D Lamb to become that guy and also it just it just makes their life so much easier. It gets Brandon Cooks involved. It's it's going to make the run game get better because they're just expecting pass and then you can just HP draw and continue to do that stuff. I think it just gives you so much diversity in the offense and will allow for things to open up for you. So I think if you're the Cowboys, continuing to get Lamb involved is going to be very important and and Dak continuing to be a little more conservative and protect the ball a little more and uh, continuing to create those plays. But um, if you're the Cowboys, I mean, you, you're not going to win the division. It's not going to happen. I think the Eagles are just a little too dominant to catch so um you know just control what you can control make the playoffs and they're going to be a scary team when it comes to playoffs i think they're one of the better teams um i think there's a clear i think these five teams that i talked about are kind of like the clear top tier in the nfc so yeah All right, let's talk about, I'm going to go three more teams here. I'm getting, getting a little tired here, but let's get to it. So Minnesota six and four, uh, they lost Kirk cousins for the season. He tore his Achilles. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Justin Jefferson is out for a while. Uh, he's on the IR. I, I think he's been on the IR like two weeks. So he could be back soon, which would be a huge gift for them. KJ Osborne's been injured, uh, for a while. And, um, You know, it's been tough. It's been tough. Like, those three injuries are huge injuries to your offense. But they traded for Joshua Dobbs. They traded a fourth-round pick, I think it was, to Arizona. And Dobbs came in and had an unbelievable win two weeks ago where he barely knew anybody's names. They were starting Jared Hall. Jared Hall got a concussion. He didn't know anybody's names, and they still came out and beat the Falcons 31 to 28. He led a game-winning drive. It was it was really a cool story. And, you know, I was rooting for them. Jordan Addison's been great for them on the receiving end. He was able to get Jordan Addison involved a lot. And Dobbs' running is very impressive. He did a great job in the Saints game, running the football. They beat the Saints 27-19. And dude, the Vikings, man, they're They've won four straight games and they're still a scary team. Like, they got a good offense, a really good offense. And Dobbs is going to continue, like, playing well, especially with Kevin O'Connell. You give him a guy like that that really knows how to create plays and get people open. It's going to be really good for them. And Alexander Madison, while there was a lot of expectation for him, I don't expect, uh, You know, like, he just hasn't been great. He hasn't been great. I think they expected way more from him, and you know, with this defense, I don't think this defense is very good either. Like, their pass defense isn't the greatest. They've been able to figure out some stuff. I think Flores has done a better job making them more disciplined and getting them to stop the run more. Uh, Camara wasn't able to get going in this Saints game, and they were able to stop the pass when Derek Carr was in. Uh, later in the game, they started getting down the field, but they were able to create some turnovers. Creating turnovers has been huge for the Vikings in these past few games, but you know, um, I think the coaching has just been huge for them in order to win these games. And I think it's going to continue. I think Minnesota, Minnesota's got one of the easiest schedules in football. So I think it's going to continue. And I think they're going to be one of those wild card teams when it comes down to it. There's no way they win a playoff game. Uh, I just don't think Dobbs is good enough. And I don't think uh, this defense is good enough either. So while I think this Vikings thing is a really good story, I don't think they're going to go too far. All right. New Orleans. Let's talk about them. They've been very weird. Very, very weird. Uh, Elvin Kamara has been sensational this year. He's been running the football at a sensational level. Um, ever since he's gotten back, he's just been awesome. Flat out. Awesome. Alave has been up and down, up and down, but very solid receiver over there. Taysom Hill's been cool. Taysom Hill's been really cool. Um, very, very weird player, but you know, you gotta love him. You gotta love him. Uh, in fantasy he's always the best to put at your tight end slot and then Derek Carr has been just very on and off very on and off I don't have much to say on the Saints team or the Tampa Bay team the NFC South is just weird man I think I'm just gonna leave it at that um that is your NFL kind of catch-up and mid-season breakdown All right, that is going to wrap up the show t- for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, please go review the podcast. Give it five stars on Spotify. It'll just kind of help it show up on the feed when you search up Jake's takes. And then um, please like, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to help out the channel. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. <music>